0: This week on Dig Me Out, Tim and Jay review Comforter by Compulsion.
1: The positives outweighed the negatives. You're creeping me out. I'm going to disagree with you a little bit.
0: There might be a a verse that you like, but there's not a chorus. There might be a chorus that you like, but there's really not a
1: verse. I wish they would have gone a little more abrasive. Hello and welcome to another episode of Dig Me Out. I'm your host, Tim Minnichi, and joining me as always, my co host Jason Ziak. Jay, I'm a little under the weather uh, at the start of this recording. All of a sudden got hit with a cold and fever and chills and the and the everything that's bad at once. So I'm hoping I'm gonna make it through. I'm gonna I'm gonna try do my my best for our listeners. And uh, you know, if I collapse at any point, just take over for me.
0: Screw that. Just end it.
1: I got a couple cups of hot raspberry tea here and some puffs with aloe. Now, if you don't know, folks, you should never use facial tissues. You do not have aloe in them because they'll dry out your face and you'll get that hard, crusty face, crusty nose. So you get the aloe built into the facial tissue and it's like a little bit of lotion on your face every time you wipe your nose. It's great. That's creepy. Yeah.
0: You're creeping me out.
1: Okay, well, let's move on. We're going to get out of the creepy section, and we're going to get into the listener suggestion section. And we have a multiple listener suggestion by none other than Dirty Gerd himself, David Gorgos, and frequent suggestor, Mr. Norman Fraser. They suggested we check out a band called Compulsion, and I felt compelled to do so. We're going to check out their debut album, Comforter. Jay, before we start, were you at all familiar with this band?
0: The album cover looked very familiar but i had not ever heard them
1: was it possibly that you'd seen it in a used bin somewhere as you were flipping possibly. through yeah possibly i kind of had that same feeling like i kind of know this band but i don't i don't remember this the sound of it but that cover looks familiar so yep i hear you there so why don't we just get into the history of the band Compulsion formed in 1990 in Ireland by lead singer, this is one word, Joseph Mary, entire name, one word, and bassist Sid Rainey. They were originally called the Amazing Colossal Men. They signed to Virgin Records and in uh, then they changed their name. There was actually a lawsuit involved with changing their name. They changed their name to Compulsion and then they added guitarist Garrett Lee and drummer Jan Willem Alkema, I think that's how you pronounce it, A-L-K-E-M-A. So between 1992 and 1994, they released several EPs, and then they left Virgin and released their debut album, Comforter, in 1994 on One Little Indian, and it was also released in the United States on Interscope. Now One Little Indian was, I believe an indie that was pretty popular back in the day, Uh, They were lumped in at the time with a number of other bands that included Elastica, These Animal Men, and Smash. It was called The New Wave of New Wave by the New Music Express. This is just before Oasis and Blur start to blow up, which Britpop would then basically eradicate The New Wave of New Wave from what I read in Wikipedia, for all you people out there that... Are concerned about our Wikipedia reading. Uh, They released their second album, The Future is Medium, in 1996, and then broke up the same year. Now, here's the important part. So, I mentioned that their guitarist was named Garrett Lee. Well, his nickname was Jackknife. And if you are familiar with the name Jackknife Lee, you might know that he has now become a world-renowned producer. He's produced U2 albums, the latest album by The Cars, Snow Patrol, Silver Sun Pickups, and he just did the new Taylor Swift record, Red. So Mm. from compulsion to Taylor Swift for Jack Knife Lee. Wow. Yes.
0: That's very uh, unexpected.
1: It is unexpected. So we got some Facebook feedback on compulsion. Uh, Surprisingly enough, neither of the people who actually... Suggested this album weighed in. We did get some feedback from Dimitri Dumitri. He said, Just an okay album, among so many others for me, very typical of some of the early to mid-90s sound in Great Britain. Reminds me of bands like China Drum and Therapy. Funny how the riff for Basket Case, which was renamed Delivery in the USA, reminds me of Nirvana's Opinion, a song that had not yet leaked, I don't think, when this song was recorded. And then Matthew slight home i think is how you pronounce it it's a good album i preferred the future is medium which we mentioned is their second album looking forward to the review so we have some uh we have some middle of the road feedback on this album jay one significant piece of information that i did want to mention ellen molder is credited with uh production co-production on this album of course ellen molder went on to work with bands such as the smashing pumpkins and many many others you can google him for his resume so jay Mm -hmm. neither of us were familiar with compulsion right now that you have tasted the music will you feel compelled we feel a compulsion to check out their second album or (laughs) is this it for you
0: well it's always nice after you spent time listening to a record and make your notes and think about it and to feel like maybe I'm overcritical or maybe I'm alone and this not, you know, exactly working for me, but I couldn't agree more with uh, the Facebook feedback that we got, you know, my, my short review, if I had a right one, um, would be this is this middle of the road? I mean, this is in every form of the, uh, the definition of that that you could, uh, that you could put together. It, this band is middle of the road. I mean, You've got some some material at the beginning of this record that sounds a little bit like um, Seaweed to me, but it lacks the energy that Seaweed has, and it even lacks some of the the melody that Seaweed has. So that left me, while I was intrigued with some of that, um, in terms of, you know, hey, anytime there's a singer with a kind of a raspy voice and and decent guitar riffs, I'm going to perk up and listen. The problem is, for me, the album doesn't get any better from there. It sort of starts to meander into... I don't know, almost them trying to do like um, shoegaze at times and there's some mid-tempo stuff that's just like, it just sounds like, um, you know, Nirvana B-sides or something. I mean, there's nothing, there's nothing in terms of energy or or emotion or musicianship or even really, really strong songwriting. Um, There's a couple songs that reminded me a little bit of Bob Mould in terms of how they come across, you know, the pretty sharp guitar riffs. And there's something about the vocal that was reminiscent of that, but they just don't have the sophistication that he has in terms of how to write a song, how to write a hook, how to write a chorus. Um, I'm thinking of track six, Air Raid for the Neighbors, um, and uh, 13, Oh My Fool. And in a lot of cases, this is pretty, typical i think of a lot of bands that we've reviewed this year it seems where even with some of the songs where there might be a, a verse that you like but there's not a chorus and there might be a chorus that you like but there's really not a verse and i think this album suffers from that quite a bit and then there's a bunch of songs that just really go off the reservation like dick dale rick and ricky which is another it seems like every time we review an album now there's like a surf guitar song on it and then the the song at the end, Gene, could be wrong, which I guess is there's some attempt at a ballad, but it just doesn't work at all. So I, I, I'm fully on board with the notion that, you know, to me, this just comes across as very the middle of the road, mid-90s, early 90s, alt-rock. We're, we're, what do you think?
1: I'm going to disagree with you a little bit, and here's where. I think that the good songs are really good. I think, like, Mall Monarchy... Is a really good song. I think "Rape Jacket" is a really good song. I really like the opening, which is Tom's in the bathroom trying to end his life. Sue's in the kitchen hiding all the knives. I just think that that's a really cool opening line to the song, and it just like kind of pulls you in. I think the key to this band is is the lyrics and and the vocal delivery of uh, Joseph Mary. I, th- I don't think it works in every song I think there's there's it's overloaded you're right the, the surf guitar instrumental song is unnecessary um, the last track gene couldn't be wrong they attempt to do like a shoe gaze sort of dream dreamy thing for half the song it's too long it doesn't need to be there when they're up tempo or when he's got some some fire in his belly when he's delivering the vocal mm-hmm it sounds really good. When he doesn't, then it's then it, then it definitely falls apart. But I, I don't think that this is middle of the road. I think this was this needed an editor, which is ironic because this remindedly reminded me a lot of the editors in terms of his vocal delivery and especially some of the guitar stuff, which is not necessarily the most adventurous. I think they would have been they would have benefited from a really good lead guitar player in. You, know, you mentioned Nirvana, and, and it was mentioned in the Facebook be- feedback. The other band that this reminds me of is Pixies, in terms of the oddball lyrics that go on. Yeah. But they have, you know, you can contrast that with, now I, I brought them up recently when we mentioned Scarfo, Joey Santiago's guitar playing. Mm-hmm. They, that was a band that did it well, that had that cool guitar stuff. Yeah. This band doesn't quite have that, no. There, but I don't. It doesn't. Dist- it doesn't distract me enough, or doesn't let me down enough that I don't like a lot of the songs.
0: But it misses that element that that really grabs you and it's like, wow, that's really cool. Like that really connected, that really was unexpected, that was really, you know, uh, conveyed something. You know, I, I agree. The first three songs had me intrigued. I like the first three songs. I wouldn't. I don't feel that they're great. We can differ on that. I think where we are sort of on the same page as. then after that, it's sort of a roller coaster ride of trying coming close to recapturing what they were doing on the first three, you know, sometimes, and then yeah, we're really going off the reservation, and some places are really unadvised. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, lyrically, there are some moments where it kind of is unexpected and and interesting. There are other some some other moments where it seems like. Your stereotypical self-loathing kind of ni- mid '90s, you know, alt rock to me. Well, um, but me but address- I'm not going to be overly critical of the lyrics on this. I, I mean, I think there's enough there that, um, you know, it, it's not it's not bad by any means. But it certainly didn't. Uh, it wasn't strong enough to really make up for a lot of the other um, shortcomings.
1: Let me address the lyrics. The thing about the lyrics is, I don't think he's doing the typical '90s woe is me lyrics i think he's he's making observations about life and he's making some wry commentary especially about like middle class life and sort of the defunct dysfunctional relationships that sort of exist behind the curtain sort of thing uh there's a line in uh track 12 domestique bless our little miracles bless the mommies and dads how does linda evans deal with life without the shoulder pads i can deal with periods with lots of help from dr dell like there's linda evans i don't know if you remember linda evans i believe was on either dynasty or dallas right so there's some like you know some social commentary going on The other one that caught me every time I listened to it, I, I would stop and listen to line is in um, Oh my fool life, which I, I like the delivery of that song, how he delivers the vocal, the cadence he's using. Yeah. But he yeah. says, I saw a robbery once, I was a witness, somebody called the police, they said who did this. And I described them so well in about a minute, the way they looked at me, you think that I did it. You think you'd think I did it. You know, I just that's just an interesting like little tidbit of a story like I like the fact that he's not you know singing the my girlfriend broke up with me and I'm depressed lines You know, this came out 6 months after Bush's 16 Stone came out. And if you go back and you look at the lyrics for 16 Stone,
0: mm-hmm.
1: they don't really make any sense. There's nothing real, there's not a lot going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the early 90s with the American audience. You know, this didn't do anything whereas 16 Stone is obviously a, you know, multi-million selling album and launched that band in the stratosphere. I, I think this band is a little bit too, uh, you know, you compared him to Bob Mould and I, I think they're a little bit too, a little bit less melodic and a little too abrasive for mm-hmm. the Bob Mould crowd. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in a lot of ways, I think they would, I wish they would have gone a little more abrasive, like go into more of like a Jesus lizard end of it and really get the bass really grindy and really, you know. Yeah. Really get the vocals. But that's what
0: I'm saying. I mean, that you just define middle of the road. (laughs) It's like I'm listening to Oh My Fool, and it's like, oh, this could be a really, really sharp pop song. And then the other half of me saying, this could be a really interesting, almost jawbox-ish, you know, post-hardcore song. And it's not either. It's like in the middle, which is like... uh, Sometimes I guess you could make that work, but it's just really... Not satisfying.
1: <laughs> I, I get and, what and, you're and saying. Not that I
0: want to put in a bu- Not that I want to put them in a you know sort of in a bucket that exists or you know classify them. It just didn't quite go as far as I wanted it to in a certain direction.
1: I, I can see what you're saying. I still liked it enough that the positives outweighed the negatives, and the mm-hmm. less quality songs didn't bother me so much because it outweighed how much I liked the other songs and it really you know this is a band that has a personality lead singer he's not just delivering lines so that makes a huge difference as opposed to a guy who's got no personality and no lyrical you know deafness
0: so what this sounds like I mean it was I think your take on therapy as well and so uh, what is your thought on does this work as as good as the therapy record did or how would you compare the two no, I, think I
1: definitely think that the therapy record that we did, that we covered was was better. Okay. Uh I there's I can see the comparison that mm-hmm. uh Dimitri was drawing um, in terms of just in terms of song structures and 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 you know, it's got that they had that rye sense of humor well as well with their lyrics and Therapy was they, obviously a little more metal influenced where I think this is a little bit more alternative and even like joy division punk influenced. Yeah. Uh, so, but I could see this as being an influential band to bands that exist now it, it, from the UK, which where they were much bigger in the UK than they were in the United States based on what I read. So mm-hmm. yeah, I, I would take therapy if it was, if I had to choose one or the other, I would definitely take the therapy record over this one. But I think there's some good stuff here. Okay. If you were going to go with the album EP single rating, for me, I'm at like eight or nine songs. Wow. So that, yeah.
0: Holy Moses. So you got an album.
1: Yeah, I, I think it needs to be a shorter album. I think if you made this a shorter album, it would it would resonate with you more. I think they, they get to abstract with some songs and take some chances that they don't need to be taking and if this was a, a nine song 30 minute album 20 28 minute album this would be pretty solid but they indulged themselves and which was the you know yeah the uh, preference of a lot of bands at that time so this is what we get i'm guessing you're at more of an ep
0: yeah i mean i uh to be honest, I mean, in, in terms of songs that really, I really like, that I, I really want to listen to again, if I was grading in that criteria, I'm probably more at a single. Whoa. Um, but trying to be fair and say, you know, uh, is there enough material on here that other people would find interesting and giving a lot of credit to the lyrics, um, I think I could come out as an EP... Uh, particular you know especially if we're thinking about you know it, is it worth a listen i think these there's four songs on here in particular that four or five songs that are worth at least listening to and judging for yourself so tracks one through three rape jacket Basket case mall monarchy and, and air raid for the neighbors and oh my full life um i think if you made an ep of those songs um it would be a lot more uh successful
1: and this band put out a lot of ep so maybe that worked better for them maybe when they tried to maybe when they went to the first album length yeah it exposed them as having some some weaker songs and
0: yeah yeah that, that, so. i could totally see that because you can see them trying to to uh, branch out a little bit either vocally or musically with tempos and just different you know songwriting and and it's in those moments where it really just doesn't work at all. And then there's some stuff in the middle of that where it's, they push a little bit, but it's just kind of middle of the road boring for me. So yeah, they're, you know, and I think there's a lot of bands that we've reviewed where that ends up being the case, you know, where it's uh 14, 14 to 13 songs. is a lot to ask from a lot of bands.
1: Yeah. Cause a lot of these songs are only two to three minutes it's just that the, the songs that tend to be the least interesting tend to be the longest, like four and a half, five and a half minute yeah. long songs. So yeah. that really like really slows things down. In terms of bands, I mentioned the editors. I think there's a clear connection to the editors where in his vocal delivery. And the editors kind of went like electronic on the last album. But if you listen to that early stuff, they do some lead guitar stuff, but it's it's really kind of chord-based, you know, four chords. And it's all about the vocals with that band. Um, another band that they were kind of reminded me of, especially because of his lyrics, is uh, Idlewild.
0: Hmm.
1: More so, like the remote part era. I think they've gone a little poppy on their recent albums. But again, you got it's it's a lyrical bent with that band where they're, <laughs> you know, being a little more literate with their lyrics. Were there any bands that you particularly heard?
0: Um, you know, nothing that nothing as current as that, really. I was more like in the the bands I brought up, plus bands like maybe like Jawbreaker or Hot Water Music, and kind of you know the seaweedish, you know, kind of bands that were mid to late nineties, early two thousands. Where it's
1: weird that you mentioned seaweed because I really don't like seaweed, and I don't I don't hear seaweed at, at all.
0: all. Well, I just think the I don't know the sort of the guitar the guitar riffs and it's not as abrasive as that at times and it's also not as melodic as that is at times but right. i don't just that really kind of straightforward rock alt rock but with you know a, a grittier vocal and but you know I, I don't know all those bands have such a lot more dynamics to them that this band doesn't have Um, Yeah, I'm just talking about those four or five songs that made sense to me. There's that whole other side of the album that goes in a bunch of different different, different directions that I think that you, maybe with the editors and some of the bands that you brought up, start to make more sense. That's part of the problem for me. It's like there's like three or four different bands on this record to my ear.
1: Yeah, unfortunately, uh, they needed a better editor for this this album uh, in terms of someone to say hey you might want to try it to stop or start here or you might want to like play a lead just to just to vary things but again i'm still i like a lot of the album you were less so we can we can be gentlemen and agree to disagree this won't won't (laughs) devolve into mudslinging or uh, any sort of duel fisticuffs no duels we do not demand satisfaction so all is well here in uh and dig me out land so if you liked what you heard on this particular episode consider heading on over to itunes and leaving us some positive feedback we do appreciate it so when you do and of course we have our new listener suggestion format for 2013 up and running we hope that we are getting or we hope that we are um i don't want to say i going back i'm gonna start this over here We'll hope that you check out our page at digmeoutpodcast.com. Check out our new format for the new season coming up next year. We've already got some cool uh, bands in the in the uh, upper or what's the what's the circle that people wait in the baseball? The on-deck circle, that's what it's called. See, baseball's been off for a week and I already forgot the terminology. Anyway.
0: I forgot it six years ago when I stopped watching baseball.
1: There you go. Ugh. Alright, I made it through and I only had to blow my nose once That's pretty awesome So, thank you Jay for your fart noise And we are going to head on out of here Everybody have a good Week and Have we'll a good see time you. all the time Have a good time all the time As Viv Savage would say And we'll see you next week Or we won't see you but We will communicate via the audio waves Of the internet I'm really tired my I brain is my i'm at like 102 degrees right now so my brain's sort of bubbling at this point uh we'll see you or we'll talk to you or we'll inter- interface in some way with you next week on another episode of dig me out
0: Want to leave feedback? Join the conversation at digmeoutpodcast.com for links to our Facebook page and Twitter feed. While you're there, support the podcast by visiting our donation and merchandise pages. And thanks for listening.